0: Hello, welcome to the Yolone Show. I'm your host, John Maylone. In this episode, no regulars, because reasons, as always. As for our guest, he's from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He is, well, there's a lot of things. and It's going to be quite an interesting episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dr. Alan Laker. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So, how's life? Are we ready? Um, uh, can you hear me? Yes. I asked you, how's life?
1: Life is fantastic. I can't say anything else.
0: Ah, all right then. And, uh, have you been up to much recently?
1: What have I been up to? You know, life is just so many things happening. I can't even keep up with them. Uh... I'm just—I just won a big award, the IAOTP award for best author and best speaker.
0: Wow, that's a mouthful. So, what was life for you growing growing up?
1: You know, I had a very simple childhood. I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, with my mom and dad. Uh, our cousin was living with us, Joey, for a long time, and it was an idyllic life. All I could say, it was simple, it was fun. Uh, all I wanted to be was a cowboy.
0: Ah, nice. And besides being an author, what other jobs or opportunities? have you done or currently doing at the moment?
1: You know, that's that's a mouthful. But, you know, for the last 30 years, until 2019, I was a world-leading cosmetic surgeon and dermatologist. Uh, I did a lot of interesting things. I brought in the new wave of cosmetic surgery, with the things like Botox and fillers and lasers, all these sexy things that help people with their, with their problems. And I was able to help a lot of people.
0: Ah, okay then. And how long have you been doing all that, all of that stuff for?
1: You know, I graduated from dermatology from the University of Minnesota in 1989 and I came back to practice in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada and that I I was doing it ever since till I walked away in 2019 to decide to do other things.
0: Hmm. All right then. And what other things have you went on doing?
1: You know, in 2019 I wrote a book called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life with a dear friend by the name of Harriet Tinka. And it became an international bestseller. Uh, My plan was to leave that field and to go around the world speaking. But as you know, in 2020, something happened in the world there was just a little COVID pandemic, and so the world shut down for two years.
0: Oh, dear. That's, that's unfortunate.
1: So at that time, what I decided to do was to see if the world could come to me rather than me going to the world. So I started a, a podcast called the how to living of how to live a fantastic life podcast because when i was a cosmetic doctor i used to do a podcast and it was the number one show in cosmetic surgery in the world so i went to the people that helped me back then and they said sure we'll help you so we started it and then a friend Stephen O'Connor from Brushwood Media said, you know, this show is too good not to just to just be a podcast. So he turned it into a syndicated radio show and now it's syndicated on all the Apple uh, network and it has seven million listeners a month.
0: Wow. Godness. Out of all the jobs and opportunities you've done in the past, which one have you enjoyed doing the most? You
1: know, I, I can't say I've won over the other. They've all been glorious. You know, it, it's always amazing how I've helped people. Just the other day, a, page, a former patient wrote me a letter uh, saying, you know, several years ago, you might not remember me, but I had real bad scars on my chest. They were caused by a doctor who treated me too aggressively with a laser. She said, I heard of you, so I came to see you, and you wouldn't let me live with those scars, she said. And so we treated her, and her scars vanished. You know, when I look at all the amazing people I've helped, that stands out in my mind. But you know, I now treat people for emotional scars and help them find happiness in their lives because I think there's such a shortage of happiness going on right now.
0: Hmm. Yes, absolutely. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now?
1: You know, I'm 67, so if I'm still alive, hopefully still enjoying life as I do now. You know, it's, all of us have to look at life through the perspective that life can be short. It can end at any time. And you know, my life has been such that I realized that. Back in 2003, I had developed a right foot drop suddenly and mysteriously. And it was diagnosed as ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, by a neurologist. And he told me to get my affairs in order, that I had six months to live. So fortunately, I've been able to overcome that diagnosis and been able to live a full life to this time. But you know, when you have been given the challenge of six months to live you look at life to a totally different perspective and when you've been given a second chance at life you've got to live it to the fullest
0: yes absolutely and with the time that you have left what what would you really want to do
1: you know i want to teach a hundred million people, a billion people, the message of happiness in their lives. I want people to understand that life's happiness is one of the most important things that you can have. I I think people have to understand that that happiness is a perspective. Now, I don't think people can be happy all the time. That would be unrealistic. But if you look at life more through rose-colored glasses, if you look at life through a cup half full, you're going to do better. You're going to do better each and every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Seize the moment while you still have the chance.
1: I think seize the day is such an important thing. And you know, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. It doesn't begin in your comfort zone. So you always have to push yourself to the point you can have that and enjoy it to the point that life is amazing. You know, when I look at my daughters and my grandchildren, I realize of all the things I have and done, My greatest accomplishment rests with them. It's not in my own activities. You know, they are amazing. When I look at my one-year-old grandchild and look at him and the amazing abilities he has and how he's changing from an infant to a child who can crawl, to a child who can still walk, You know, these are some of the amazing things we see and we have to open our eyes. When you see a child swinging on a swing, happy and joyful and just being happy for being a child, those are some of the amazing things we have to take into perspective and be happy for.
0: If you could convince everyone in the world to do one thing at one point in time, What what would that thing be?
1: You know, I think today you should reach out your hand and help your neighbor. Do something for a neighbor that you have not done before. You know, if you're in a line at a grocery store, say hi to the person in front of you or behind you. When you're in the coffee line at a drive-thru, Buy a coffee for the person that's behind you. Do the little things and pay it forward. If you could pay it forward every day, this world would be a better place. And be grateful for everything you have. Write down three things in the morning for things you're grateful for. And every evening, be grateful for three things that have happened to you.
0: Yeah, I like that. If you could travel back in time, which decade would you want to live in?
1: You know, I I would live in the decade I'm currently living in. Because this could be the most amazing time in the world. We are always at breakthroughs right now that we can't even believe of. You you know, we look at all these things happening and how the world is becoming simpler and how the world can really be beyond belief if we let it be. That's what I, I believe. And the thing is, there's so many people that are trying to make it a terrible place. I think those of us that, love the world and love our brothers have an onus to make this world a better place.
0: Yeah. Very nice. What is your favorite quote?
1: It's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. That was a quote from Epitides who wrote that 2000 B.C., Because it truly is not what happens to you. Stuff is always going to happen to you. But if you make it happen in such a way, you will really change the world. And even better yet, it's not only what happens to you, it's the way you look at what happens to you that changes the world. So change your perspective and you change the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. What was the strangest dream you've had?
1: You know, I don't remember many of my dreams because they're often disjointed and they don't make much sense. So I don't try to make sense out of the dreams that go in my non-waking hours. But my waking hour dreams, the dreams for the future, are more important than the dreams I have in my sleep. So I dream of a world of abundance and happiness. And I suppose that could be construed as strange to some, but I think for many, it can be construed as the way it should be.
0: Hmm. Yes. If your life was a meal, what kind of meal would it be? Uh... I
1: think it would be a banquet full of amazing things, fruits and vegetables and meats and potatoes, a cornucopia of all the things that you enjoy, like a Thanksgiving meal full of your favorite foods.
0: Yeah. You know, that does sound delicious, to be honest. What is your favorite holiday tradition?
1: You know, we just have come through Christmas and Christmas is always a special time in my family for many reasons. First of all, my youngest daughter was born just before Christmas, so we often celebrate her birthday. Her son was born in November, so we celebrate that then too. And when we put up our Christmas tree, we also put up a Christmas village. And in that Christmas village, we always bring out a little animal called the Christmas elephant. The Christmas elephant graces that village. And that village is uh, made to come alive with the Christmas elephant. Around our tree are amazing presents. And in my living room are what we call Santa's toy shop because I have all sorts of little knickknacks and toys that make that Christmas really special. And they're all making noise and sounds and other things to make that Christmas cover live. One of our favorites is a little suite called the Nutcracker Suite, which plays the Nutcracker and has little... Uh, characters that go around and dance in it and the kids all go around that nutcracker Uh, they lay on the ground their bums in the air watching the nutcracker every Christmas we also have another uh, little toy which is a Disney toy with all the Disney princesses and all the train going around and the music of christmas we also have a a a swing where the swing goes round and round and uh there's christmas music so we call that grandpa's toy shop because i've put this all together in recognition of me grandpa
0: wow i can imagine already and man i I already missed christmas
1: Now, also, Christmas in our house is special because my wife is French-Canadian, so we always celebrate Christmas Eve, and Christmas Eve, all the kids come around, and we open all the presents, and we have port which is a meat pie that the French-Canadians love, and we always have a great time. Uh, we have Christmas crackers and everybody wears those funny little hats when they make those Christmas crackers come about.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's that's really something. Do you travel often?
1: You know, I travel a lot to speak in different locations. I'm a professional speaker as well and i teach businesses the ha- uh, the importance of happiness in their business so if there are any business leaders out there that truly want to make a difference in their business make sure you look me up because i can help you because if you have a happy staff your productivity will go up by 30% your sales will go up by 30% 7% the disengagement will stop and your staff will become your best advocates. Check me out. But I love to travel around the world. I've been to 57 countries and people ask me what's my favorite one. And I always say the next one I'm going to.
0: Huh, that's interesting. How would you know if, would you, how would you know? if your favorite country is the next country, if you don't know what the next country is.
1: Ah, because it's the surprise. It's the wonderful thing. Uh, For example, just in a couple of days, I'm going to Mexico. So we're going to go with my whole family there and have a great time. Later in the year, I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, getting a big award from that IAOTP. So I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. So other wonderful places to go to and explore.
0: Yeah, okay, cool, cool.
1: I have two speaking engagements coming up. One in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and one in Albuquerque. So those are going to be exciting too.
0: Nice, love it. What was the longest trip you've been on?
1: The longest trip I was on was when I went on a trip to the South Pacific. I first went to Vietnam and Cambodia. Uh, there I was speaking at some events then. And then my wife and I took a trip to Australia. And we went on a unique trip to Australia. I'm a Rotarian and we spent time in fellow Rotarians' houses. So we went to the New South Wales part of Australia and traveled throughout it. And we really enjoyed ourselves because we got to see Australia through the eyes of Australians.
0: Wow. That must have been quite a journey.
1: You know, it was a fun time. We've enjoyed it. Another amazing trip I was on was when i took my family to europe in in a number of years ago we started in in london we went to france we went to italy we went to Aust- austria and then we came home so that was another month away and in each of the major cities i had my children decide what they wanted to do so in london my daughter was an anglophile so she wanted to go see where the queen mother lived another daughter wanted to see parts of paris a third daughter wanted to see parts of rome and so each and every place was magical
0: wow brilliant how much time have you do you spend on the internet
1: you know, it's more, it's been a fair bit because of the show that I do with 7 million listeners. So I've had to spend time talking to so many wonderful people. But you know, that is wonderful in itself because uh, people ask me, how come my show is so popular? And I say, it's because I step on the shoulders of giants, I have some amazing people that I talk to all the time. Now, my show is just going to be reconstituted as live with Dr. L. That's A-L. Because, you know, we think it will even catch more people when we bring it out to more people. And then we can reach those 100 million people out there.
0: Hmm. I could see that. Very effective, too. Who was the funniest person you've met?
1: (sighs) Oh, you know, I'm an old fan of some of the old comedians on TV. You know, Jack Benny, Phyllis Diller, some of the people that can make you laugh just by looking at them. Those are some of the people that I still think of when I want community. Jack Benny was another famous old uh, comedian who always said he could play the violin and people still do not know if he could play a violin to this day and age. He sort of threatened people with it because he he gave the pretension that he couldn't play it.
0: Oh, okay. I can see that.
1: But you know, Goucho Marx also is a famous person that makes people laugh. And many of the old silent actors were something that made you laugh. And I think people need to laugh more in their lives. I really think that that is an important thing that people need to cultivate in their lives is laughter and humor and stop being so serious about everything all the time.
0: Yeah, of course. If someone came up to you and said, hey, do that thing you do, what what thing would pop into your head first?
1: I think I'd smile and laugh.
0: Nice. That's pretty cool. If the Internet suddenly stopped existing, what would you do with the time you used to spend on it?
1: You know, I make the Internet stop in existence every day. I stop it. I will watch a movie with my wife or I will read a book. You know, one of the most undervalued things in life is reading. Rich people have big libraries and I think most people should be rich by the libraries they have. I think Reading is one of the most important things that you can do. Another thing I like to do is exercise. Getting in my steps every day. Now, I'm not as good as some people say 10,000 steps a day, but I tried to get in 3,000 steps a day.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I like getting my steps in, too. Are you a cat person or a dog person?
1: I love dogs. I'm allergic to cats. So I am a dog person. So my apologies to those who love cats out there. Because if I was in a room with a cat, I would be sneezing, itching, and wheezing. My wife shares that as well. So dogs are more in keeping with me. I like dogs wagging their tail with me and being happy that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you had to choose between skydiving, bungee jumping, or scuba diving, which would you choose?
1: You know, I would not try skydiving or bungee jumping. To me, that's craziness personified. I like to have control. I have done scuba diving. Uh, I prefer snooba diving to scuba diving because I don't like those big tanks on my back. But even better than that, I like snorkeling because I have more control that way. So I do like the underwater, but I like to control it the best I can.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I understand. What takes a lot of time to master, but it is definitely worth it.
1: You know, I think everything in life takes time to master. I think patience is one of the greatest things to master. I think not wanting is one of the greatest things to master. I think happiness is one of the greatest things to master. So, all things that are good take time to master. You know, when I became a famous cosmetic doctor, it took 30 years to master. And I'll even tell you at the end, I was not perfect at it. That's why a person can only practice medicine, not do medicine. But it's the same of everything in life. You must practice You must practice patience. You must practice silence. I think if a person can practice silence, that is one of the most important things you can do. Be silent for a while. Just turn it off. You don't have to be present all the time.
0: Yeah, I agree. Where is the most relaxing place you've been
1: You know, I have a summer cabin at a place called Pigeon Lake on a beach called Golden Days Beach. And in summer, that is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. It is called Golden Days Beach for a reason. But I've been in many beautiful places. I've been in Thailand seeing gorgeous sunsets. I've been in Hawaii seeing gorgeous sunrises. I've been here in Mexico seeing some beautiful sunrises and sunsets. Every place I go, I try to see something and take away some things from it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that is all we have for this episode. It's great having you on, Alan, talking about your journey, your life, and and all the amazing things you're about to do it's been great
1: you know it truly has been a joy to be on part of your show I hope I can help your listeners I hope I can help them feel some of the joy and happiness that I have
0: yes that will be great and until next time